0: We are nearing the end of Penn State's life cycle in the class of 2023, and not that it's anywhere near finished, because the the finish line is all the way in December, but Penn State is getting close to a full class in 2023. As the film analyst for On3, I've taken a look at uh, all of the players that Penn State has uh, recruited so far, and what we're going to do today on the BWI Daily Edition is we're going to get into the five players that I think were the most fun to scout and to watch their video. These are the players that have committed to Penn State and are currently on the Class of 2023 roster. Now, can this change over the next couple of weeks? Absolutely, we'll get into that a little bit once we get into the show. But the other thing I want to get to before we get started is I want to send out a a thank you to the following people who donated to the channel this week on the BWI Daily Edition. We are airing the show at 3 p.m. on YouTube. You can check a live airing of that at 3 o'clock. David Greeter, 2022 Big Ten Champs, Penn State, hashtag long live BWI. Always appreciate the support, David. Glad to see you back on the channel. We'll be getting to live broadcasts once we get back to uh, the the football season where we can interact with you more and we can uh, have some more conversations here on YouTube. But I want to make sure these people get their shout outs because Robert Bosfield also donating to the channel this week. Love all the footwork you guys put in. Uh, Appreciate your comments there, David and Robert. And I hope that uh, you check out the show Monday through Friday, 3 PM here on YouTube. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Let's get to the BWI daily edition. So, as I mentioned, this is a big week for Penn State recruiting. Wednesday, that's today, we are on the precipice of a big two-day event where Penn State is going to find out their future with a couple of really important players for the class of 2023 and two of their longest-standing commitment recruitments. That is uh, four-star linebacker Tony Rojas. He's making his decision almost directly after the BWI Daily Edition on Thursday at 4 p.m. And then Tamir Robinson Friday at 6.15. He is making his college decision then. So back-to-back days of Penn State, hopefully for for Nittany Lions fans getting good news, and all the tea leaves are saying that Penn State is going to end this week with a slam dunk. So that's great news. But, you know, they have not committed yet. So we're not going to be talking about those guys today. We're only talking about the five players that I think were the most fun watching and scouting them on film. And not every film evaluation is super fun for a couple of reasons. And a lot of them are not necessarily part of the players. It's not their fault that they weren't exactly fun to scout. So let me give you an example. Honorable mention on this list is London Montgomery. He's super fun to watch on film. His highlight tape is highly enjoyable. But outside of a couple of, of games, and I looked for months, there's nothing online for me to find. And uh, that makes it less fun. And again, not London's fault, but Scranton Prep does not put that. nobody Nobody went out to film them and put it on the internet. And I've been to all the places. I know all the places to look. So not as much fun. But there are other things that make a player interesting. And this is all, by the way, my opinion. So this is not scientific in any way. But if a player has a unique skill... A unique trait if they're excellent at football or maybe they're just bizarre you know another honorable mention this was honorable mention on this list would be matthias barnwell because he's a jumbo tight end last season uh that does a bunch of different things including playing defensive tackle but muddies the water a little bit knowing he's going to play defensive tackle at the next level how much of that actually projects how much are we having to read between the lines That can be a little bit difficult, a little bit challenging can put you out on a ledge because I've been way high on him compared to everybody else. So little less fun when you don't feel like secure and you don't feel great about it, knowing that you've got an opinion that not as many people share, but here are the guys that I think are the most fun. And, uh, despite the fact of having a challenging evaluation, we still got there with number five. And that is also fun sometimes is just to have a bit of a challenge and to learn something along the way. That is Elliot Washington coming in at number five, one of the five most fun players to scout so far this season, because he's got a very unique story in his evaluation in that he plays what's called, uh, it's called the shuffle technique. It's kind of a bail technique in zone coverage where you're never head up you never face up on a receiver. You're reading the quarterback. You're reading the receivers inside to out, and you're you're watching to see what the route combinations are, so that you can explode downhill and and get your hands on the football. Um, he plays this almost exclusively. So it's very different than what you see at the high school level. And sometimes he's great at it. Sometimes he needs a little bit of work. But when he's good at it, as you can see here, it creates a lot of plays on the ball. It creates a lot of excitement. He it, it accentuates his explosiveness and his athleticism as a corner. So it is good for his profile and his evaluation, but it is very different. So for me, it was a bit of a challenge to learn and get in-depth to the nuances here to see, is he doing it right? Is, what is what is the proper technique here? Why do you do it? And uh, this is something that will be applicable going forward. Lots of colleges use this. Lots of defensive coordinators will use this. Maybe not exclusively like he uses it at his high school in Venice, but it is something that is used frequently. So it is a valuable skill. But just then on the back end, what doesn't he know how to do? Does he know how to play head up? I, I've seen it like twice on film. He's very athletic, so there's less of a problem of application. It's just, does he have the the knowledge of how to address a, a receiver at the line of scrimmage? But still, that's a part of his evaluation. We can then glean that knowing he's almost exclusively playing this way. So it's something different, something fun. Uh, coming in at number four is actually an apology from me. To number four, and that is Alex Birchmeyer, because he committed as a sophomore and his sophomore tape was impressive. So I got a good understanding of who he is as a, as a football player, and what he brings to the table Um, so much so that I, 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 I didn't really scout him this fall. And you'll see why, because every time I turned on the highlight tape, I just went, oh, damn. Oh, wow. Look at that. He is a very impressive football player. And when you talk about the ability to play with both athleticism and technique, that's why he's one of the top players in the country. There's no projection about how he fits at the next level. He is a big, strong kid. Maybe not the, most elite length or size, but also very good in those areas. And he gets every ounce out of his frame, his ability to run his hips, his turning his hand placement. He is very good at all these things. One of the better technicians I've seen coming out of high school has been for a long time. He's getting into that land Tangwall area as far as he is so good. And you feel like, you know, what you're going to get from him going forward that there's just no projection. That being said, I should have watched more of this film this fall, and I'm going to get to that. I I promise, Alex, I'm going to get to that because I want to see more of what else is there because the highlight tape is one thing, but sometimes I find better stuff buried in a game that players don't put on their film. So I really want to see more from Alex Birchmeyer, and I'm going to do that here in a little bit. There's a reason uh, you know, he's one of the top players in the nation. He is fun to watch. Now, on the other side of hashtag fun to watch is... Javon Williams coming in at number three. And it's a bit of the opposite thing where Javon Williams is something you always want to see something you've never seen before. And with Javon, there's a level of athleticism that I've just not experienced watching an offensive lineman at Penn state, the ability he plays with uh, just getting out in space and running offensive lineman, watching offensive lineman run, when they're really good at it, is so much fun. Just the, the first off, I like watching good football players and guys that I think can go somewhere. And Javen has NFL-level potential. You know, that's something I haven't seen from an offensive lineman that is so clear. Uh, you know, there's just a handful, and we've mentioned a couple of them already in this video. Javen has movement skills, power, strength, and for a guy that is not exposed to a lot of high-level things he's asked to do, He's very good for what he's asked to do. He can pull, he can move. He's got good technique in the run game, and he's learning the pass game. So that part will come along, but watching him do what he does is so much fun, especially when he's run. It is so much fun to watch him run guys over. And uh, this is, again, athleticism and then power. You want to see guys dominate, right? If you're going to be a five-star offensive lineman, you want to see something that you don't normally see, which is... It looks like it's on rookie mode in Madden, and that's what you get when you have Javon Williams blocking just about anybody. So Javon Williams, super fun to watch because you're you're expecting something great and you get something great uh, on almost every play. And maybe he's not the the polished guy that Alex Birchmeyer is, but they're very much both a different type of fun that you can see going further and farther. And I just I really enjoy that. So coming in at number two here is a guy again that I think a little bit like uh M- mega Barnwell who was talking about earlier I might be on a lin- a little bit of a ledge here of I think he's really good and I think when you project his skills going forward I think Dakari Nelson is a guy that could be kind of like we just talked about with with Javin Williams is that he might be in the right situation he might be a special sort of football player because I don't know that I've seen a player of his size play man coverage this way. Now, level of competition that's always something you got to keep in mind. But he's 6 foot 3 and 200 and some pounds and he can play head up on receivers and get his hands on the football a lot. So you project that to where I think he's going to play at the striker position and now you've got a guy that what I think might be the a, a form of the perfect 11th defender. He can play third down because he can play man coverage. He's big. He can play the run. He can be a zone corner and underneath coverage. I'm sorry, a zone defender and underneath coverage. He's got so much ability and so much versatility to play in a bunch of different spots, including here in the spring game. He played free safety, linebacker, corner, underneath defender. He has all of these skills already on film, and he's a good athlete, fluid, great movement skills. Um I know I'm just scouting all these guys again but that's what's happening I'm getting excited watching them of seeing their different abilities and how you can apply that. He's a top 250 player in the nation and I think at the right position with the right development he's a kind of a hidden superstar. Now that's projection. That's the projection of what I see he can do and then projecting that to that striker position. Um but even then if he's just a, he's a boundary safety I think he's going to be a good strong safety at the next level so there's a lot of there's a lot of fun when you're looking at a guy and you're trying to imagine the way you can use him going forward so that's one of the things that when it, another way you pique my interest is something unique or some unique combination of skills like Dakari Nelson has that make it intriguing and and get your gears going from a creative standpoint i think Manny Diaz is going to enjoy using that defender in a bunch of different ways. And that could be a huge advantage for Penn state, finding a guy that can cover tight ends, running backs, the occasional receiver, and you don't have to substitute. I just, that's the, that's the permanent evolution of a five 2 a four, two defense is you don't want to substitute. You want to play the, you want to play pass defense, but you don't want to give up any of that run support. And there are few players who can do that, that can truly play that position. A guy like Tyron Matthew at the next level in the NFL, he helps you in that way in a bit of a different, you know, he's not playing underneath coverage all the time. He's not, it's not a pure one-to-one example, but he's got such a versatile skill set that you can move him around and you can challenge the offense from a schematic perspective and cause a lot of problems for the offense. Kind of like King Mac. And did I just pick the smallest guy? Five, nine, 172 pounds that plays the biggest. Yes, I did. That is the most fun thing to watch is to watch a player that is, is not big play bigger than everybody else. And King Mac, I love what he brings to the table because he is a great tackler. He is, he is just vicious when he gets there. And I bring up Tyron Matthew. Cause he reminds me a little bit of that, of a guy that plays bigger than he is. And I think can play a safety position, play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage than his size would indicate. I don't think he's a pure slot corner, but he could play corner. So again, versatility, size, the Mighty Mouse thing. I Everyone loves the underdog. And King Mac just brings it on a regular basis as a run defender. And maybe I'm making a little more of it than I should. Because he's not just like a good run defender and there are going to be some challenges at the next level. He's not playing in the box regularly, but he's not going to be a a liability in run support. And that's the thing. If you're again, if you're projecting forward, this is where it gets exciting of, okay, so if you play slot corner, he's another guy that you don't have to take off the field because he plays well in run defense. And you can then. Disguise your coverage. He can play free safety because he's got the speed and he's got the range and he gets the ball. He gets turnovers. That's the part that I think is really exciting is he can play free safety. He can moonlight as a strong safety. He can play slot corner or just in the slot in general. So really fun, hits hard, brings it on every play and has ball skills like that. And I'm always a sucker for the small guy that just lays out people that are bigger than he is. It's a little bit close to home. I I admit. Uh, so that's why King Mac is my most fun player to scout in the class of 2023. There will be more because Penn state's not done adding to the class. So who is next? Is it, is it Tony Rojas? Is it Tamir Robinson? We'll find out. And I'm not coming out flat footed because we do have a little bit of a, a head start on Tony Rojas and Tamir Robinson, just in case they commit tomorrow. Uh, they are fun to watch. And that's kind of where this came up of. I was doing a little bit of homework, trying to get a a head start on things in case Tony Rojas does commit tomorrow. And oh boy, he is super athletic. He is a very fun football player to watch. So that's just a sneak preview of what could be coming up tomorrow. A little bit after 4 p.m. If he commits to the Nittany Lions, we'll have that locked in with myself and Ryan Snyder, our recruiting insider, giving you the story of how Tony Ended up at Penn State if he chooses the Nittany Lions. There is a big decision to make because Clemson and Georgia two powerhouse schools also competing for his services. Uh and then on Thursday, or I'm sorry, on Friday, once again, we have Tamir Robinson, another big six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five-pound linebacker from Pittsburgh. Is he going to commit to the Nittany Lions? And if they if he does. Penn State's in a really great position. We just uh, we looked at two of the secondary players uh, on our most fun watch list. This is a really good uh, defensive class if they can land these two jewels in the middle. I th- I think I've hyped it up enough, right? It's it's a big day coming up tomorrow, and and then on Friday. So Penn State, you might fans, you might have a good weekend on tap we'll find out here in just a little bit but that'll do it today quick bwi daily edition want to make sure we're continuing on the recruiting theme this week because of all of the important stuff that we just talked about so coming up tomorrow it is the mailbag edition of the bwi daily we'll be taking your questions make sure you check out on twitter or bluewhiteillustrated.com sign up for one dollar 12 uh months of access you get to the message forum you see where i put up the mailbag submission thread We'll get your questions on the show tomorrow. I'm your host Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you then.